Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. All right. So welcome back to another episode of Building Your Best Career. Today, I want to talk a little bit about controlling our career. This is a a familiar topic for those of you who have been listening for a while, and I feel really passionate about this topic, probably because for so long, I didn't take control of my career. And early on in my professional career, I had no idea where to start or why it would matter or how it would have an impact. And when I talk to folks now and I hear stories and I see things that people do and say, I cringe sometimes because I just, I see myself and I wish that someone had talked to me for a few minutes and said, you know, if you consider this or consider that, it would have made a real difference. So right now we're thinking about things a little bit differently because we're working from home. We're not necessarily going to meetings where we're standing in front of a room. We're not able to cruise by the boss's office and check in periodically. All of the little impromptu things that we used to be able to do to kind of demonstrate that we're leaders and and really stand out for good reasons are harder to find, these scenarios, right? But are they really? And that's kind of what I want to talk about today and how we think about things and how we look for opportunities to really set ourselves apart. Now, it occurs to me that we're coming up on halfway through the year, right? And performance assessments are still going to go on this year. People are still going to do your annual assessment. You're still going to have to fill out your performance review and all of those things. I don't know if companies are going to use this whole situation to make adjustments to their promotion cycles, to their uh, way that they go about giving raises. Maybe they'll use this as a reasoning to not provide raises because budgets are tight. Maybe they'll be more generous. Maybe they'll be less generous. Maybe they'll be more strict. There's a whole bunch of different ways that this could really impact how we typically expect things to go during that performance review. But now that we're about coming up on about halfway through the year, it's important to really think about how we are adapting in this new situation and making sure that we are at a minimum setting ourselves up so that should the procedures be the same as usual, or even if they do change, you set yourself up in the best light. Okay, And you are thinking about the big picture of your career because this is just another year in your career, right? It's going to be a crazy one when we look back on it, but it is another year in your career that should be part of the broader strategy for where you want to go. And everybody wants to go different places, right? Some folks may want to go all the way to the top. Some just want to go to middle management. Others just want to come to work, have people tell them what to do, do their job, and go home at the end of the day. There's no wrong or right answer. It's whatever works best for you and what you envision as your career goals. The important thing is to make sure that regardless of what those career goals are, you are doing what you need to be doing to achieve those goals. Now, you cannot control what your company does with respect to raises, promotions, bonuses, any of those things this year. That's out of your control. 
but it is within your control to make sure that you are keeping track of what you do on your day-to-day, how you are showing up to the office, how you are showing up in your work performance and those things, so that whatever they decide to do with that, you are aligned with those things and can demonstrate that you are deserving of whatever those rewards or promotions or raises are that are coming out. If you were going into the office, some of the things we would be talking about are making sure that you get to work on time. You show up looking like you are ready to do your job. You show up awake, wide-eyed, ready to go. You've had your coffee. You are making sure that your documents and your emails and whatever type of work products you have to put out are double and triple checked. You're spell checking. You're making sure that you are giving your best performance. We're not phoning it in. We're not doing a half-assed job. We're doing what we need to do. We're getting paid to do a job, and we're doing it to the best of our abilities. Now, you can certainly do the bare minimum. That's the way to go about it. And I would argue that what you put in is what you get out. Back in elementary school, I don't know if you used to do this when you were a kid, but they used to do plays at my elementary school. Every winter, we would have some kind of a winter performance in one year. We did this Geigo effect, garbage in, garbage out. And this was before computers were really a thing. It was all about the big mainframe computers and and they were just becoming a thing. And so the concept was if you put garbage in, you get garbage out. I believe that in your career, it works the same way. If you put in a garbage effort, you're going to get a garbage garbage effort out of it. Now, sure, there's some exceptions to the rule. There are some folks that show up and do a crappy job and somehow manage to work their way up the ladder. That could happen. But are you willing to take that kind of risk with your career when all it takes is giving a little bit of extra effort? Okay. So let's think about the way that we're thinking about things right now in an alternate universe, right? We are, we're working from home. We're working remotely. Soon, We'll be hopefully going back to the office, but it'll be a different format. There'll be distancing and there'll be fewer people in the office. It'll just be a totally different structure. Maybe your job typically means that you have to do a lot of traveling or going to different offices, going to different buildings, going to different states or countries, and now you're not doing that. You're having to do a lot of things remote with video conferencing and telephones and those types of things. Documents online. Normally everything was in person. And you were really, really good at that in-person, building a connection, building rapport, building relationships. And now you have to do it all in writing or over a phone. It's outside of all of our comfort zone. But the more we can do to make sure that we're continuing to grow in our roles, in this alternate environment, the better it's going to be for us on the long run. Think of it this way. Perhaps you have really strong interpersonal skills on one-on-one, personal, up close, having a conversation, but your writing skills are not all that great. And now this is really forcing you to improve those skills. On one hand, it's going to make you a more well-rounded employee. It's growing a skill set that you've always been able to kind of leave on the wayside because you didn't necessarily need it but it's a skill that will serve you well going forward. Now, look, I get it. Who wants to learn some of these skills later on in their career, right? Always served well without it. You don't need it now. But at the same time, 
consider that perhaps your next role would require you to have really good writing skills, right? Or vice versa. Maybe now you are having to do all of your meetings over video and you're really uncomfortable on the video because it's not a personal connection. You're, you're in your house. You don't know what's going on with the lighting. All of these different things that, that happen with this. Maybe it makes you really nervous to be on video. Okay. All of the different things that we're adapting to provide us with a broader skill set, though, whether we choose to be excited about them or not. A lot of it is just in how you look at it. So look at it as all of these different skill sets that you have the ability to learn. Now, there are a lot of online training programs that you can take in all of these different areas. LinkedIn has tons of them in their library that you can access for free. YouTube has tons of videos. During this, this quarantine, the amount of training videos that have gone up on the internet has, has to have been exponential to some extent. I mean, there's just, I, I get emails all the time about all of these different videos, training videos that are being created. And your organization may be offering training. If you're struggling in an area, consider reaching out to your supervisor and say, you know, I am struggling with this and it's required for me now to be good at this for my job. Is there any opportunity for me to take a training? Could I take a, a Microsoft class and learn more about Word? Or could I take a writing class? Or could I take a public speaking class or something like that? And see if that is an opportunity that you can get from your company. Many organizations set aside a certain amount of budget per employee every year for training. Perhaps you put together a plan if your organization is very structured and you already have a plan for the year, perhaps reach out to your supervisor and see if there's any flexibility there to make some changes. Think about this for your employees as well. Pay attention to what's going on with your employees and if they seem to be struggling in areas and perhaps reach out to them and see if they would like some training in certain things. If you are constantly getting documents that you're having to edit and edit and, and really rework because your employees are not used to have to drafting lots and lots of paged documents, then perhaps set up some kind of a group training for your team. Make sure that they have the tools they need to be successful. One of the other areas that we need to be a little bit more creative about is in relationship building, showing up personally, those kinds of things now that we're remote. In the office, I think I mentioned it at the beginning, you can pop into other people's office. You run into them all throughout your, your day at the water cooler, in the break room, by the coffee pot, in the restroom, in the hallway, on the elevator, wherever right? Those interactions are not as accidental now. They have to be a little bit more purposeful. But consider this. There's a lot of folks out there that are probably struggling, perhaps in your organization that may be struggling with some of the same things that you are. Why not do a little bit more one-on-one? -on -one? Set some time in your day and take 15 minutes, maybe one day one time each day, take 15 minutes and set up a coffee, a virtual coffee with someone in your organization. Someone that perhaps you wouldn't accidentally run into at the, the coffee machine. It might be a great opportunity to broaden your network. 
and you can do it all under the guise of, hey, we're all working from home. I just wanted to check in on you and see how things are going. So not only are you building your network, but you're also seen as a thoughtful, kind person because you're checking on people. You're making sure the folks are doing okay. You're setting yourself apart as someone that is really concerned with others' well-being. And you're building your network, and you're hearing about what they're doing. You're hearing about the projects that they're working on. They're hearing about their struggles. You might be getting news about other things going on. Right. So again, the ripple effect of a 15 minute conversation could really spread all the way across your career because you don't know where it's going to come back to. When you're showing up to meetings, I know there's lots of different fun ways that folks are showing up to meetings, right? They're they're wearing hats and they're they're wearing jerseys and they're wearing fun clothes and they're putting different backgrounds, different fun things. Those are all great. Keep morale up. Make sure that at the end of the day, you're still being professional. It's okay to lift people's spirits and lift people's morale, but don't get caught up in the fact that now that we're in each other's homes, that the level of professionalism can dip down to the way you would behave around your friends or your, your family. This is still your colleagues. You're still your work folks. And while you're a little bit more familiar with them now as we're inviting folks into our homes, they are still professional connections. You are still on video with your boss or your boss's boss or your employees, and you should conduct yourself in that same manner. It's okay to loosen up a little bit and have some fun with it, but at the end of the day, remember that at some point in time, you're going to want a promotion, want a raise, have to do a performance review with that person. You're going to have to go back to the office and, and settle back in. And while we may have become stronger friends through all of this, there is still that professional element that has to be preserved to a certain extent. So be careful about blurring that line. There's tons of happy hours going on now, and it's always interesting to me to hop on these happy hours and see how people conduct themselves because there's always those folks that even in person when you go to networking happy hours and things like that there's always those folks that kind of take things just a little bit too far they maybe have one drink too many and then the filter is off and then they say things and then you wonder what folks are going to think about that the next day and if maybe they pushed it just a little bit too far and it's the same with the meetings that we're having now Right? You just want to make sure that you're still remembering that this is your career and it's in your control to make sure that it goes the way you want it. And all it takes is a couple of bad decisions to really put some speed bumps in your path. It doesn't mean that you can't get over them, you can't get around them, you can't sort through them. But why add that kind of aggravation and stress on top of all that else is going on. I've talked about it quite a few times on this podcast, and I think it's important to remember that we make so many decisions every day. And I like to joke that you probably make a couple hundred decisions, and that's before your feet even touch the ground in the morning. Unless you are someone who the alarm goes off and you spring out of bed and you're on your feet, most of us take a minute or two before we get up and we've already started making decisions before our feet even touch the floor. And many of them are impactful to our career, right? When you get up, 
whether you get up early, whether you even set your alarm to get up early, right? What time you're going to get up if you're going to show up to work before your first meeting or if you're just going to roll out of bed and hop on that first meeting. If you're going to check your emails before you hop into your first meeting, if you're going to answer any emails, what you're going to do, all of those different things. Am I going to get dressed nice today? Am I just going to comb my hair? Am I going to brush my teeth? All of these different things, right? A million little decisions all day long. And some of them very much so directly impact your career, okay? And they may have very small impacts at first, but they compound over time. And the more of the decisions that you're making, many of them together, the way they interrelate impacts your career. And these are all things that you control. I would invite you to take this time to consider those things and think about how you think about these decisions. Think about the impact of all of the decisions, okay? And think about how they can all come together to create a really clear and nice path for you to head down the way you want things to go in your career or how they will come back to create boulders in your way or bite you in the ass if it were, right? How all of these things will, will compound. If all throughout this, this quarantine, you've been rolling out of bed two seconds before your first meeting, barely combing your hair, and throwing on a hoodie so that they don't see what kind of clothes you're wearing underneath, and muting it for the majority of the meeting because you're not quite awake yet. Sure, once or twice that may be something, but over time... Are people going to stop asking you questions online? Are they going to stop thinking about how much participation you're having in those meetings? How much of an impact you're bringing? Think about the way you think about others and how they behave. Sometimes it's really important for us to take a minute and look in the mirror and consider how others might be thinking about our performance. You know what it is they say about those glass houses, right? People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. It's kind of along those lines. Now, I created a career calibrator tool, and it is a free guide. It's up on my website now. You can download it for free. It's at kellyfeatheringham.com. You'll see it on the homepage right up at the top. A little bit more detail about what we're talking about today and kind of steps you through how to think about some of these decisions and the impacts and, and how to organize and kind of how to, how to structure them so that you can be more mindful about how the little decisions that you're making feed into the bigger strategy of your career. It's so important to remember that there are lots of things in this world that we can control, and there are lots of things that we can't. And the things that we can't, we just have to let go. And sometimes, even for me, that's easier said than done. But if we're really focused on the things that we can control, it's a lot easier to forget about those things because we've already got a bunch on our plate. We've got things that we can be in control of and be thinking about and be mindful about how we are doing things, particularly when we're talking about our career. So I hope you'll head on over to the website and check out that Career Calibrator tool. It's at, again, kellyfeatheringham.com. Right up at the top, you'll see it. You can download and I'll just send it to your inbox. I hope you are staying safe and healthy in all of this craziness. Have a great day. All right. 
So thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one you.